0: Hey, my friend, I want to thank you for coming on and listening to this podcast. It's exclusively about camp crafting, traditional camp crafting skills. And to that end, I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't invite you to join the traditional camp crafters guild. Now, the traditional camp crafters guild is a incredible community of people who like camp crafting skills. If you're thinking bushcraft, hiking. Backpacking, uh, just, uh, you know, whittling away around the campfire, setting up tents, things like that. You know, all these things are combined. So if you are ready to embark on a journey into a timeless world of traditional campcraft, then look no further. We are thrilled to invite you to join us. Now, what this community includes is network opportunities. Connect with fellow enthusiasts and seasoned experts passionate about traditional campcrafting. There's exclusive events just for the members. You can gain access to members-only gatherings and workshops designed to elevate your outdoor skills. And, of course, we have roundtables with question and answer sessions. Engage in insightful discussions and pick the brains of industry leaders during our interactive sessions. And there's an incredibly large and ever-growing resource library. Unlock a treasure trove of guides, tutorials, and resources to enhance your knowledge and expertise. And what kind of guild would we be if we didn't have skills development? You can hone your craft with hands-on training and challenges and guidance from seasoned camp crafters, ensuring you're prepared for any wilderness adventure. So don't miss out on this chance to immerse yourself in a community dedicated to preserving and celebrating the art of traditional campcraft. All you have to do is go to honorableoutfitters.com forward slash join the guild. Again, it's honorableoutfitters.com forward slash join the guild. You can check it out for five days. There's no obligation. It won't even ask for your credit card unless you decide to continue. So go ahead, poke around and see what you find. And we can't wait to have you sitting around the campfire with us with your cup of coffee, hot cocoa, or warm tea, or whatever it is you drink. We're waiting for you. All right, sit down, grab that cup of whatever, and let's get going on this week's episode my friends if you're like me time doesn't always seem to be on your side and you know especially if, if you are like me and there's so many things going on in your life you know distractions and job and and hobbies and of course a family life and uh you know all the conflicts and stuff that comes in between all of them trying to manage time can be kind of overwhelming, right? And it's probably one of the most underrated topics discussed about the thing that we love, which is outdoor adventure, right? So today, we're going to talk about how to make the most out of time when you go camping. Some of these things we've talked about before, but, you know, it's it's good to kind of have a reminder every once in a while. So we've been talking about the something hits the fan go bag and go series and things like that. Right. And, uh, to tie into that a little bit is the issue of, of time relevance. And I'm not what you'd call a prepper. Right. But I do love making the most of a little bit of time that I have to get outside, you know, to like, boom, let's go. Uh, one of the worst things, In the hobby, I think is setting up camp in the dark. I hate setting up camp in the dark. But funny thing is, I actually have a reputation for setting camp up in the dark. So you know, I got a little bit of experience in trying to battling this, Um, and a lot of it has to do with you know the job, right? Like if you're working a nine to five job, you know, as soon as you get off work, you know, like especially this time of year. It's already dark. It's pretty much already dark, right? Now, during the summer, that's not so much the case. Uh, then you got to think about travel. Like, How far are you going to go to make your camping trip worthwhile, right? So we have to work around all of these different things to get the most out of it. One of the first things we can do is have a bag, have a place have a box or something like that, that you can keep the gear that you use most. You know, that way, when you get time, you know, you just throw it in like the day before you have to leave, week before you have to leave and keeping a checklist and a journal, you know, after, especially if you're new, after every trip that you go on, uh, have a list of everything you took. If you didn't use it, then make note of that, that. you didn't use it this trip. And maybe it's because something came up. You know, something happened, right? And there's certain things that you want to have just in case of an emergency. First aid kit. If you never use a first aid kit, that's perfectly okay. But you should always take one. You know what I mean? But, you know, after three or four outings, whatever, you look back on your journal, it's like, man, you know what? This fancy doohickey that I bought, I really don't need it. Like, I've never used it. Or I've used it once. And when I used it, was it even really necessary? So, that can eliminate some of the packing issues, right? I'm pretty fortunate. My uh, a lovely wife, she gives me this space. You know, this space I have to keep my gear. And one of the things that's I just found useful... Time and time and time again is this box. Now, I got gear elsewhere. I got gear in totes. You know, if you've been in the hobby long enough, you you probably got gear underneath your bed or in your nightstand. You got gear, (laughs) beer. (laughs) You got gear various different places, right? So, uh, this is kind of like the core. This is the nucleus of what I take camping all the time. All right, I've done videos on that, and that's not what this video is about. But having a box like this or a tote or something like that in a place, a place that you keep your gear will make your time so much more valuable. It really will. Okay. Let me explain. Like, okay. So you got your gear, right? I can go through this now and like two or three minutes, pull out the things I know I'm going to use, close it up, put it to the side on the table so I can account for it before it goes in the bag. All right. And that's just because everything that I know that I always use over time and time and time again is in here. Now, certainly I have cold gear and I have warm gear, but these are like the core pieces of things that I use. And when I'm going car camping, heck, man, I don't even put it in the bag. You know, I just grab the whole box and put it in the car. You know, it's no big deal. If I'm going backpacking or I have to hike to a campsite, it's a little bit more of a pain than I, I put it in my bag. But generally, car camping, shoot, just put the whole thing in the the back of your car and you're good to go. All right, so that's going to save you a little bit of time. Now, when you decide where you're going to go and when you can arrive, as much as possible, you want to go during the daylight, right? Use natural light. Trying to set up a camp with your car lights on or flashlight or, I mean, a lantern. That's a pain in the butt, right? By the time you get done with everything, you're tired, right? You're doing this to get away from it all. And enjoy yourself. So, try to use daylight time. Right now, it's getting dark around 6, 7 o'clock. You know what I mean? If you're in a winter camping, 5 o'clock, it'll get dark. So that makes it pretty hard. But during the warm months, which is what most people do when they go camping, try to show up no later than 2 or 3 o'clock. That gives you plenty of time to set up your camp. Take your time in doing so. Making sure that you're finding the appropriate ground. You know, you don't want to sleep on something like this. And you definitely don't want to sleep on something like this, right? So, you're finding flat ground. You're clearing it from debris, right? You set up your tent. And now, next thing you want to do, you might want to write this down. You set up your tent. Next thing you want to do is you want to go out and gather firewood. And you want to gather more firewood than you think you need, okay? Okay? During the hot summer months, maybe not so much. Maybe you're just lighting a fire just to let it burn an hour before you go to bed, right? But during the fall months and winter months, it's a whole new story, right? So you want to make sure you got plenty of firewood, and you want to have it stacked up. And, especially once it gets dark, you want to make sure that that firewood is kind of graded. You got kindling, and you got pinky size, and thumb size, and wrist size, et cetera. So, you know, in the middle of the night, if you're winter camping and your fire is kind of dying down and you're really cold, all you have to do is grab that handful of like pinky to thumb stuff, throw it back on your fire to get it going, and then grab your wrist and larger and put it on the fire, right? And in the morning, in the morning, in case your fire goes out, all you have to do is just grab your little bit of kindling. Put in the fire because I don't know about you, but having a warm cup of something in the morning starts the morning off right, right? Okay, so now let's talk about food preparation because generally food's part of the fun. Now, if you're starting out, have like one meal that's really in depth, okay, just one. That way you can get used to practicing and making a fire and cooking on a fire because cooking on a fire is very different from cooking on a stove you know what i mean so once you have you that down and you practice it you're good to go you, you can cook things rather quickly you know exactly how it goes but starting out that's a little bit more difficult so you have one meal that you plan on cooking that's going to be your fancy or your big meal a little bit more in depth a little bit more preparation possibly right it, Ideally, you want to do all your preparation beforehand. If you can cut up an onion and put it in a little plastic container before you go, all the better. You know what I mean? Having some easy, quick meals, whether it be canned meals like canned stew. I love canned stew. When I'm hunting or when I'm just like going on a hike or something, having a can of stew that I can put out in a a pot and eat, heat it up, it's good, right? Maybe try, uh, you know, those fancy backpacking meals, but they're pretty expensive. You can also get military MREs, you know, here or miss. Most of them are pretty good, in my opinion. You can also go through your freeze-dried section. You know, you think in rice, thinking Uncle Ben's rice with all the flavors and stuff. Get you a pouch of flavored chicken. Uh, you can get the instant mashed potato pouches. You can get pouches of, of gravy, right? So you can get all these different things that are rather quick and all they need is just a little bit of water right or just heat up so that'll save you time too if you're interested we have a cookbook you go to my website www.honorableoutfitters.com on the front page there you can check that out there's 97 historical recipes so again as far as saving time there's a lot of great ideas and they're all from historic camp craft writers i promise you from my family and my personal taste all of them are delicious And you can prepare them on the fire at camp, or you prepare them at home and take them with you. And they are so, so good. I promise you. Plan out your meals ahead of time. Uh, Always try your meals at home on the stove before you try it at the camp. That's going to save you a whole lot of time and frustration. Trust me. Been there. Done that. Got the t-shirt. So you got your meals you got your camp set up, what about safety? All right, now, make sure your tools are sharp. So, for example, after every camp out, you should check your hatchets. Check your saw, if that's what this case is. And make sure there's no nicks. Same thing with your knife. If your saw needs sharpened, or maybe your blade just needs to be replaced, go ahead and do it. You know? Uh, depending on what your financial capabilities are and what your skill is, uh, saw blades really aren't that expensive, but uh, you know that can save you some time. But you don't want to be sharpening your tools or repairing your tools out in the field. You want to have it ready to go. Same thing with your belt knife and your pocket knife. Those tools are the nucleus of things that you're going to do at camp and you can have fun with when you're sitting back. Listen to the birds and the insects and the frogs or in the winter. Maybe you're just trying to listen for the squirrels or maybe listening for the deer if you're at deer camp and you're just whittling away, right? But a sharp tool is a safe tool. A dull tool is a dangerous tool. You know, I, I, I'm a scout leader and I can't tell you how many accidents or near accidents I have seen. I kind of was involved in a couple myself when I was a kid just because I didn't sharpen my tools. So again, it's time saving. Sharpen your tools and have it ready to go. Also, have your first aid kit completely packed up and ready to go. After a a weekend camp out, check your medicines that you use. If you have regular medicines or maybe you have sleeping aids. I do, I use sleeping aids because the first night of camping is the hardest night. And man, you want to get sleep, okay? So that's another time aspect, right? If you want to get the most out of your camp out, make sure you get plenty of sleep. Don't be afraid of going to bed a little bit early. That way you're well rested. And you know, if it's cold, it's a lot easier to go to sleep when it's warm. Because heaven knows you're going to wake up when it's cold. You may have to use the restroom, things like that. So <laughs> going to bed a little bit early is not a bad thing. You're well rested. You'll have a lot more fun for the weekend. Also, go to the bathroom before you go to bed. I don't care if you went to the bathroom 10 minutes before. Right before you get in your sleeping bag, make sure that you go to the bathroom. That is going to give you a much better night's rest. Don't drink. Kind of dehydrate yourself. Okay? Especially if you're my age, dehydrate yourself about an hour, an hour and a half, maybe even two hours before you think you're going to go to bed. Again, trust me. You won't get up two or three times at night to go to the bathroom because that's not the best. When you set up your camp, we already talked about having a nice, good area, and you have time to do it, you should also take the same amount of precautions and and careful behaviors of packing up your camp. Striking your tent, making sure that your ropes are all tied up because Untangling ropes when you're trying to set up a tent, that's a pain in the butt. Take the time, you know, and do it. Don't rush it. Clean off all the debris off your tent. Uh, Same thing with your packs and stuff. Make sure you have all your pack completely empty because sometimes critters get in there. So shake it out really good and pack it in just like you packed it before you left. Everything should have its place. Doing things like that is going to put it in memory. And that's going to save you time as well, because you know exactly where your first aid kit, you know exactly where your socks are, you know exactly you know, where your gloves are uh, to, to go out and stay warm or maybe do some woodwork, right? So where every time that you pack your pack, make sure you pack it the same way. Now, when you're starting out, it may take a little bit of learning and tweaking about packing your pack, you know, just to get it set right and the weight distribution one side over the other. So those are some things that you're going to have to tweak. But as you get better, as you become more knowledgeable, you'll be able to do this. You'll be able to do it in your sleep. And then when somebody goes camping with you, you got some tenderfoot or greenhorn, and they say, hey, do you happen to have uh, an extra set of gloves? And you say, yeah, get in my pack. It's in this particular pocket on the right-hand side. Or if it's a pack like this, it's just an open bag. You say, yeah, open up the flap. It's on the right-hand side as you're looking into it, about midway down. I promise you, saving your time. And you're teaching others the skill as well. Because they'll be so impressed that you know exactly where everything is, and they'll look up to you like, huh, all right, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be just like that. If you're teaching kids, young people, think of doing that. you know, And, and have them like do a, a speed run with you. All right, we're going to pack our pack on three. Let's see who gets everything first. And you just, darn, all right. You know, make it a game, make a little bit of competition, have a little bit of fun with it with young people, and it's a good time, right? And uh, have the young person take out stuff out of your pack. That way they learn just from seeing it and touching it and everything, how you packed it. Again, because they're young, different stuff, Different weight, everything. They may have to tweak it a little bit, but they'll at least get the general idea. You know, you're passing on your wisdom, you're passing on your skill. All right. So that kind of concludes the time management thing about going camping. You want to maximize the the amount of fun that you can possibly have. Preparing your meals ahead of time, right? Uh, Making sure you practice how to cook your meals. Get there early enough so you know you can set it up before dark gather your wood or any of your fuel that way you know you're not scrambling in the middle of the night or in the morning or after you start your fire you have to leave it to go get more wood right so having all of your resources in line will go a long way but it all starts with a setup like this it all starts with your bag and box and i tell you once you go to this type of system You won't go back and in case something does hit the fan again you know exactly where the stuff is you can grab it you can go so if you like this video please click like because it helps other people find it you'll be doing them a favor we really appreciate it if you're interested in getting my monthly newsletter which has tips and tricks like this it has articles about the historical artifacts uh, that I just don't have time to put in the video and it gives you all the updates to the channel. And there's even some special deals on there uh, as far as shopping and things like that. Uh, all the different things that I suggest. So if you if you like this stuff, if you like camping, historical camping, if you like tips and tricks, then uh, definitely in the description box below, you can click that link and just give us your email. And once a month, at the end of the month, we'll send it to you. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. And don't forget to check out my podcast at Campfire Chats. Honorable Outfitters on all the different podcast networks. I hope you guys get out in the woods and have a little bit of time. This is the perfect season. Give a kiss and a hug to your loved ones, and I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you, my friend, for spending some time with me today. I hope this episode was pretty useful to you. Uh, one of my goals in life is to try to get as many people out in the woods, especially developing their traditional camp crafting skills And, you know, sharing my love of history along the way. In case you didn't know, I have a very growing and diverse way of trying to reach that goal. One of those is my website, www.honorableoutfitters.com. Now, on there, that's kind of the hub of everything that's going on. I also wanted to let you know that I have a monthly newsletter. Now, the monthly newsletter, again, it's not spam. I put a historical articles with tips and tricks and things like that on there. All you have to do is just go to the description box or the, uh, the show notes, and you can find a link on there to sign up. And I don't sell your email or anything. It's literally just to give you guys more value. And to that end, on my website, I also have a very vast library that I learn a lot from. And I want to pass on some of those traditional skills and knowledges onto you by offering that. And, of course, invite you again to join the traditional campcrafter skill because that is where you will find your kind of people and that's kind of hard especially as adults sometimes it's difficult to find people who like traditional camp crafting and to that end the traditional camp crafters guild was born to deliberately put people together to network share knowledge and hopefully get you out in the woods with others just like us so again thank you so much for spending time with me i hope you guys have a wonderful week give a kiss and hug to your loved ones and i will see you guys down the trail take care